1: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Thanks for being a part of it. Allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on the ESPN app, SiriusXM and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio.
2: Freddie, today is another Love Friday. I am actually home, Uh but my energy that I had in the open just Uh now—it's not my energy on this Love Friday because tomorrow is me and my wife's uh, day. So it's gonna be love. To do do our thing, Love Saturday. Mm -hmm. But tonight it's gonna be. Love slash clean (laughs) up Friday because my kids have destroyed my basement. Uh huh. There's slime. There's sand. There's Play-Doh. There's those little softballs. Remember when you go to Chuck E. Cheese, those little balls you jump in? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. My kids have a ton of those all Mm -hmm. over my basement. Yeah. So tonight they think they're going to just have movie night. We're going to do movie night. Uh But what we're going to have first is clean up daddy's basement night.
1: You need video of this to be taken, so I want to see the looks on Princey's face, your son, and Harrison's face, your daughter, because I guarantee you, it's going to be the opposite of Love Friday, the looks on their faces.
2: Uh-uh. It, Princey, Princey is my child that he takes after daddy. He loves cleaning okay. everything.
1: All right. Even on a Friday night?
2: Oh, yeah. The Harrison, she going to look at me like, like why we got to do this? Mm-hmm. It's Friday. That's what I to I want to play. I want the video Where are my of that. dolls? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want the video of that. Because I know what that's going to look and sound like. That's the video I need of Harrison because she is not going to be pleased.
2: Because I already asked Princey. I said, man, this weekend, what do you want to do? Daddy might get out in the yard. You want to come out in the yard with me? Yeah, Princey already, yep, I want to get out there with my daddy.
1: For him. I like that. Now, mm-hmm. Harrison, the other hand. Nope, mm-hmm. not happening. <laughs> I That's need, my baby though. I need video of that because I, I'm, I know I'm going to be thoroughly entertained when I see the look on her face when she realizes <laughs> it ain't playtime Friday. It's clean up daddy's basement Friday. I want that video when it comes to <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> Ten minutes away from forget about the Warriors at your own peril. A lot of people pulled that sheet over him, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Find out who put out that warning in 10 minutes here on Freddie and Harry. Don't forget about college basketball action tomorrow. Arizona, after being upset by Washington State, as the number four team in the country. They take on Washington, presented by Robin Hood. The covers begins at one thirty Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. But you need to take over this network. We want you to take over this show right now with your NFL all-season bowl predictions going into 2024. I know the season just ended, but we live in an NFL country. Deal with it if you don't believe that's the case because that's where we are. Triple Eight Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. The bolder, the better when it comes to your offseason predictions in the NFL. He's one of our favorites. He is unique from New Jersey, brother. Unique, what you got?
0: I'm gonna hit you right back. Hold up. that Oh, whoa, 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 up. What's up? Unique? I
1: hope we weren't interrupting. I hope we, I hope we weren't interrupting anything. <laughs> Yeah, to shut that down. Hold on, hold on now. Bro. <laughs> <clears throat> Pro-fester. <laughs> Pro-fester. What's happening, brother? I'm good, my brother Unique. What's going on with you, my man? Man, I can't call
0: it, man. How you been, man? How you been, man? I ain't we heard been from good. you guys all week. What's good? happening? We've
1: been good. We've been good. Awaiting your arrival as usual, my friend. You know how we do. Okay, well, you know, here and now. <clears throat> <laughs>
2: Big, uh, big time. What's what up, you baby? Unique, you doing good you? today, man? It's yeah. it's love Friday, man. Exactly. You, you, do you have anything planned special for you and your lady this weekend?
0: Planned special, uh, just to just to, you know make sure she uh, still still love me. That's it, man. That, that's all. <laughs> that's all the special you need. I you, know that's
1: right. You got the it's right good, idea, man. Unique. You got the right idea. Now yeah, let me ask you,
0: fellas, man, <laughs> gentlemen,
2: did, did y'all receive my emails?
1: We have not received your.
2: Emails. I haven't. I haven't checked all my emails yet, Unique. Yeah. So I'm yeah. glad well, you that's mentioned.
1: That's a better that. answer. That's
0: a better answer. Okay. All so right, I'll. I will, I
2: will look at my emails tonight.
0: I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, listen. I, I want to uh, throw some flowers to uh, one of our youngsters. Man, he did mm-hmm. a uh, letter of uh, what's that thing? Would you sign that letter,
1: letter of intent, invitation. Yeah, Here of it intent. is. Yeah,
0: he's going to Villanova. His name is uh, Raleigh Stevens. Okay. And he was playing defensive back. So we uh. We praise him, man. Yeah. He actually graduated from a class of only 200 students, man. And he's he's made it to the uh, Division One. He has a 3.5 grade point average. And he is truly a bright star, man, for the community, man. So love all it. praises to him, man. Love yeah, that's that. major.
1: Loving that. So what's your NFL all yeah, Bull prediction, my brother? Well, the bull pick, man, as y'all know,
0: man, is uh, I, I would love to see us go grab uh, number 26. And, you know, I usually don't deal with these dudes, but I would love – to them to go grab number 26 man put him in the backfield man and uh make things a lot easier for number 4.
2: And that Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. from the oh, New the York Giants, Giants yeah. going down to the Dallas Cowboys to mm-hmm. be paired up uh with Dak Prescott and also CeeDee Lamb and yeah. Jake Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Why why are you so high unique on you know Saquon Barkley potentially going to Dallas? But-
0: Barkley compared to uh, Big Boy, uh, Barkley is more adept. He could come out the backfield, man. I, I need that extra weapon, man. He's going to catch the ball. He, gonna get, uh, he could get uh, 10, 15 touches. And then you could have the little boy Pollard. You know, he could, he could go back to what he do. You know what I mean? It's more of a threat. I need the threats. I need threats, man. I, I, you know, Big Boy is nice. He could bang. But I need threats. I need Dak to be able to have that check down when he checks down.
1: The guy could take it all the way. Unique's been speaking my my language as far as that goes. Because I said a couple of days ago, nothing against Derrick Henry. Saquon Barkley's a better fit for the Dallas Cowboys, especially whatever the Giants are going to do. Saquon has ruined his leverage by saying he wants to be a Giant. It's going to have to come to a situation where he says, you know what, they don't want me as much as I want them. Y'all guys need to let me go. And if and when that happens, Harry – the Cowboys better swoop in and bring Saquon Barkley to their football team.
2: See, me selfishly, I want to see Saquon Barkley go to the Houston Texans because, you know, that offensive system, Bobby Sloat came from that cow. Shanahan, Tree, Uh, everything that we've seen Christian McCaffrey do with the San Francisco 49ers, we'll basically see Saquon Barkley do with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud having that, you know, that 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 not just that run threat, but also that threat out of the backfield. We talk about we call it eight's choice, right? Right. When you go up on the line, be matched up with a linebacker, you could break in, you could break out, you could sit down, have the choice of which way you want to go. Uh, going down the sideline, like we see Christian McCaffrey running those rail routes, where he just released vertical and arc arc to the outside and go down the sideline, being matched up with a linebacker and outrunning them. I want to see Saquon Barkley in that type of offensive system. With other dynamic players around him, uh, especially at the quarterback position, because I do not think he has that mm. in New York with, mm. with, with Devin Kane's favorite player, Daniel Jones.
1: <laughs> Eric in New York, so another one about favorites at 888 3776. Easy E, what is your NFL bro prediction? Let us know on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio.
3: First of all, how you doing, guys? We're love good. Friday. Love Friday. Uh, yeah. And um, I had a love week because um, me and the wife went away. Nice. You know, for the week, so uh, we had a good time at uh, okay. Mount Airy Lost, you know, to get away, so uh, I'm feeling good, so.
1: Where did you go? And, um, where did you go?
3: Uh, uh, Mount Airy, um Casino Resort.
1: Yeah, in, in the Poconos in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah.
3: I know exactly yeah. where you've been. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, very nice, man. Very nice. Very nice people. Had a great time, man. You know, mm-hmm. great time. Always, it's good. it's good to do stuff like that. Always, man. Always. Always. Um, I want to make my ball prediction, but I want to say something mm-hmm. okay. first. Because, you know, I'm also a Mets fan and a Knicks fan. God bless you. The Knicks are going to be all right. The yes, Knicks going are going to be all right. I'm with but you. Harry, a lot of getting on our nerves, man. Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Get Mets him easy. All the time. Get him easy. Okay. And then Ice Trey a couple of years ago, you know, in the playoffs mm-hmm. with, the, with the Knicks. So, you know, Atlanta, I love you, Harry, but a lot of getting on the nerves. Mm-hmm. It,
1: Go easy. Go easy. Okay. Get them.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Let me let, let me make my bold prediction. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is gonna be QB for the Giants. Ooh. You know? We we need somebody that can get it done. Danny Jones is not gonna be ready. Danny Jones is not the answer. I want to see Russell Wilson for them. And 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 you know what? I they gotta find the money to pay Saquon. Well, I don't understand. How can Dallas pay them? pay him, and the, and the Giants can't. I don't, I don't get that. I don't get
2: that, man. Help yeah. me out with that. I, I, don't, I don't see it, man. I, I think with, uh, with Russell Wilson, I actually wouldn't mind seeing him going to the New York Giants because he will probably be the starter yep. when it when the regular season starts. We, and I keep bringing this up. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones tore his ACL in November, y'all. You're right. So right now, I believe he's three months out. When August comes around, he would only be nine months out from tearing his ACL. So I actually like Russell Wilson, and you're going to basically be able to get him for the league minimum.
1: Right. Hmm. I'm not mad at that. And if you're the New York Giants, you got to investigate all possibilities unless you believe that Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor oh, are going to be the guys.
2: One last thing, right. uh, Mr. Eric and Mr. Freddie. Okay. Uh, it was about two years ago. I believe the Mets had a nice lead. Uh, in their division, uh, baseball that is, and they squandered that that lead. Uh, it wasn't the Braves' fault that they lost that lead, but it also was the Braves' fault that they handled their business. Um, and I believe they went on to win the World Series, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what happened. But I'm hoping.
1: No, you're
4: not. You
2: know, like Stephen A. Say, orange no. and blue skies. No, I hope not. for the Mets as no, orange and blue skies, just not over my Braves.
1: J- just like they said in the Tyler Perry movie, you lie. You know,
2: <laughs> you lie. One hundred
1: percent, flat out lying. I hope the best for the Mets of the Braves fan. Yeah. Okay. One last one from Mike V. Speaking of the state of Georgia, Mike V. What is your NFL offseason bowl prediction, my friend?
3: My bold position. Thanks for having me for time, caller. Appreciate you. And the love Friday is awesome. Hey, thank my you. bold position pr- prediction is Atlanta Falcons bringing back Matt Ryan. And he comes back to win the comeback player of the year. Ooh. Ooh. We want to play the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC, NFC championship, and we beat Kyle Shanahan for the way he did us eight three. <laughs> I can't undeliver it. It's always going to be in my mind. And until we beat Kyle Shanahan or
2: both Yeah, let me, let me say this about Matt. Um, one of the best teammates I've ever had. I think he's mm-hmm. the best quarterback in Atlanta Falcons history. Mm-hmm. And p- part of the reason why Atlanta and that organization, you know, parted ways with Matt, it was because at some point, Atlanta had to go through the transition phase, right? Yeah. And trying to, to be able to sign free agents. Well, with the contract that Matt had, it was kind of impossible to do that. And you notice it was Matt, it was uh, Julio, um, there's a few other people that they, mm-hmm. you know, basically moved on from within the organization to be able to hit the reset button. Now, granted, things still haven't been well since right. hitting that reset button. Sure. But, man, Matt Ryan, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for what he meant to that organization. That's my 2000 and draft class, buddy, man. We have so many stories together, right. <laughs> crazy uh-huh. ones too. Wow. But I wanted to make sure I gave him love for what he's been able to do for this city and also that organization. And basically, in my opinion, saving it, Freddie. Yeah,
1: he really saving did. Saving
2: it for, from the, the disaster because yep. the Falcons weren't good in 2007 and Matt Ryan came in and he he started instantly – and the things that he was able to do as a starting quarterback really, really helped that organization get on its feet especially or back whole, on its feet.
1: Especially the whole Michael Vick situation where many people didn't want to be part of that organization or even run yep. for the organization. The fact that he was a first-round pick out of Boston College and did that and was a bad second half from bringing the first football championship to that city, yeah, there was a lot of saving that was going on. I'm sure a lot of people didn't I think it was going to be Matt Ryan, but he was a big, big part of that when it came to saving that franchise and bring it back into the good graces of the great citizens in Atlanta, Georgia. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your bold predictions when it comes to the NFL offseason going into next season. Can't wait to hear from you at 888-729-3776. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
5: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any
4: must be 21 plus present in present and select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details he's harry douglas i freddie coleman
1: together we are freddie and harry on espn radio and the espn app it may not be a bold enough prediction to say that you better be careful and be aware of the golden state warriors yeah they may be in the 10th spot right now in the western conference race but they're nine and two in their last 11 games they put it on the Lakers last night. LeBron James did not play, but they beat the Lakers 128-110. to 110. Steph Curry, 32 points, 25 of those in the first half. But one person who always, always seen that faith in the Golden State Warriors is a former NBA player, three-point shooting champion, now ESPN NBA analyst Tim Legler. He said as much when he was on like this morning with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. A
2: lot of people pulled that sheet over him, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Now, I was definitely kind of halfway up, peeking in there, like checking the pulse every now and then. You know what I mean? But
4: like I'm like, you can't. And it always gets back to the same thing. As long as 30 looks like that, mm-hmm. no discernible decline at all, how can you totally
2: write them off? So where am I at with them? They have a pulse, and they're starting to get me. Number one, I'm going to watch them anyway because Curry's playing. Like I'll watch that team if they win 20 games. I'll watch them every night because of Steph Curry. But now I have more of a reason to watch them because they're making things a little bit interesting. And you think, who would want to play that team? If you're Minnesota, Oklahoma City or one of those top seeds, you really want to get your reward to be the Warriors if, if they're healthy at that time.
1: Whether it's LeBron James and the Lakers and Anthony Davis or Golden State with Steph Curry, if you're Minnesota and Oklahoma City, that star power is necessary in those games. You need your dudes to show up to outdo those dudes because Sacramento, having home court advantage last year, they thought, man, it's time to send off these evil, evil kings of the NBA off into the distance. And they had a chance to do it. When Golden State had a 3-2 lead and then they win game six and they bring it back to Sacramento where that building was out of their minds. And Steph Curry put up a 50-burger. If you're going to make sure those dudes in Los Angeles and in Golden State, if you're going to allow Tim Legler to say you put that sheet over their head if you want to, good luck to you. Those guys are not dead yet. Then the dudes you believe in, whether it's Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards in Minnesota, or Shea Gilgis Alexander in Oklahoma City, your dudes better be better than those dudes, or you're going home early if you match with them in the first round.
2: And and that's the main thing, in my opinion, opinion, Freddie. When you look at the Los Angeles Lakers, who have a guy named LeBron James, who I believe is the second-best player of all time behind Michael Jordan, but then when you look at a guy in Steph Curry for the Golden State Warriors, who's one of the best players that ever played this game and the best shooter that's ever arrived on the hardwood, I don't know how you can just chop the head off those superstars because they've proven time and time again when things aren't right for their teams, it don't matter. I'm going to put that train on my back. i get us over the hump. I need y'all to be better the next outing, but I got us tonight. right? I think also for the Golden State Warriors – and a lot of people probably don't realize this. Andrew Wiggins is not old. Andrew no, Wiggins is only 20. The man just turned 28 years old. Yeah,
1: he's been in the league since he was 20.
2: Oh, he's about to, turn, about to turn 29. Oh, turn 28 today.
1: Yeah. Well, happy turned birthday. The, today, happy, today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> so
2: I think a lot of times we forget about him because of Steph Curry, because of Draymond Green, also the emergence of Jonathan Kaminga. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a pivotal role last night, scoring 20 points. And remember when they won that championship two years ago, he was major, I mean, huge yep. in guarding Jason Tatum and being a factor on both ends of the floor. So I think if he can continue to be consistent, mm-hmm. if Clay Thompson can get that confidence back in his jump shot and can be more consistent as well. He went one for nine last night versus the Lakers, but, you know, Trace Jackson Davis scored 17 points. He was 8 for 10. Prozinski, we've seen how he's been a factor for their team. Mm-hmm. We also have to remember, Gary Payton II yep. is out. Chris Paul is out. Mm-hmm. They're going to get guys back. But Steph Curry, we've known him to hold the fort down as we've seen him on that championship run two years ago when a lot of people yep. thought, it was, thought the dynasty was over. Mm-hmm. They thought, you know, Championship City and – the Bay Area was done. Steph Curry said, no, no, no. <laughs> Hit him with the Matambo. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> and they had
2: another championship, which, you know, brought the total to four. Yep. So I'm not going to count these guys out, man, uh, because of the way Steph Curry plays and shoots the basketball. And if, if, if Clay Thompson can find that stroke, yeah. Woo, yeah. man, man,
1: man. Well, You mentioned Clay Thompson, Kendrick Perkins, ESPN NBA analyst. When he was on the NBA today, today, he said, hey, this Warriors team, They can continue to be if Clay returns
2: to form. We know Steph is going to be Steph. We know Draymond is the emotional leader, the backbone on the defensive side of things. But Klay Thompson is the guy that gets them over the hump. And when Clay Thompson is Klay Thompson, game six Klay Thompson, the Warriors are a completely different team.
1: That is accurate, but that Clay Thompson is not coming back. As much as I would love to see it, very, very unlikely that that's going to come back. He may have what I like to call the turn back the clock kind of moments like he had versus the Utah Jazz before going to All-Star break, where he looked like that clay of old and not an old clay when he had 33 points. But he basically let it be known, whatever my role is going to be, I'm willing to do that for the sake of this basketball team because he knows this team is a lot better with him coming off the bench. Their starting lineup is Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Brandon Pajemski, a rookie out of Santa Clara. Because he gives them a better fit on the floor right now where he can be that point guard along with Draymond Green. He can make shots on the outside. He led them in the rebounds last night with nine. Klay Thompson's effectiveness now is being that sharp two off the bench. But there were times last night the shot wasn't falling, wasn't trying to force it. Final trace Jackson Davis inside. He had four assists and no turnovers and five steals. If that's going to be his role, we'll see if he can magnify that. It can't just be about Klay Thompson finding a shot. It's got to be about Klay Thompson rediscovering his game that is going to be a different normal for him than when we could have thought about before this season and even last season as well. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us, and Freddie and Harry, we appreciate you joining us on Twitter as well at Coleman ESPN. That's my handle, and at H Douglas eighty three. That is Harry's handle. So, what team really makes the most sense for Justin Fields? Because we know it ain't going to be Chicago. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together in the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. SiriusXM X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The NFL is going to continue to make money and money, but now more of it's going to go to maybe keeping players. Those are plenty of all season matters we can't wait to talk about with, with Kevin Clark, the great host of the This Is Football podcast, Omaha Productions. Hit him on Twitter at By Kevin Clark and also catch him around the horn. Every, every chance you get money through Friday on ESPN. Kevin, I'm going to start right there. The NFL announcing the salary cap going up by 13.6%, $30.6 million, the $255.4 million per team. When you heard about that money news, what was your first thought?
5: My first thought is a lot of teams that were reckless over the past three or four years are going to get bailed out. Um, now, there's still work to do think about, obviously, the Saints. I think I still get $40-$50 million at least under the cap. Uh, they've got work to do. The Dolphins are going to do huge moves as far as Xavier Howard goes. Um, a couple other guys are on the chopping block. Uh, but this gives teams more wiggle room. If you're a team like the Chiefs and you're trying to get LaDarius Sneed under contract and Chris Jones under contract, well, guess what? Everything uh, just cleared up for you. I think that there are some questions because it's not just you know, one team getting a ton of cap relief. It's a bunch of teams. So Maybe Chris Jones is price goes up, but if you want to take a hometown discount if you're Chris Jones, that got a lot more palatable uh, in the last couple of hours.
2: All right, it's been a lot of noise in Chicago the entire season, but also now that they had the number one overall pick as, as well as the ninth overall pick, but there's been a lot of noise surrounding Justin Fields as well. When you look at him and other teams that need a quarterback, what team makes the most sense in your opinion, Kevin?
5: I'm surprised the market hasn't developed in the way that it should, um, mm-hmm. the, the the team that makes the most sense, a team like Pittsburgh, a team like Atlanta, that um, just needs one more piece and, and more uh flexibility at the quarterback position uh it doesn't seem like either of the te- those teams are all in on the justin Fields sweepstakes which so sounds like it's going to to round in the shape over the next week or so um i think that you want to if you're an offensive coach you should want to coach justin fields um there are things that the bears didn't do with him well it would be easy fixes using the middle of the field more taking less deep shots uh more layups in the offense he threw the most outside-the-pocket throws out of any quarterback in football last year. Uh, it just felt like they put the difficulty, to use a video game term, on hard mode last year, and Justin Fields can be coached to be better. Um, we know what he can do as a runner, but I think he can, you can, take, you can take real strides as well. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been more of a uh, – I, I wouldn't be a public bidding war, but there hasn't been more of a market developing because I think that a team like the Falcons can win
1: with Justin Fields next year. Kevin Clark, the host of This is Football Podcast, Omaha Productions, on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. What does your gut tell you where Justin Fields is going to line up?
5: I don't know. I mean, Vegas maybe? (laughs) Vegas? I I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's such a weird market right now. I mean, I'm surprised someone like Sean Payton hasn't shown any interest. Um, Atlanta sounds like they want to trade up. Like Daniel Jeremiah had had, uh, J.J. McCarthy buzz the other day. There's some thought now about Drake May. I don't know. Maybe they like those guys more. Uh, But I think that generally, if I had to guess right now, it would be Vegas. Um, But maybe there's a surprise. Maybe there's a team that falls in love with their – uh, with Fields and decide to trade a second-round pick. or Maybe the market cools, and all of a sudden it's a third-round pick. And you expect to get into it. I mean, like a team like the Giants, you know, do they get in the market if it's a really cool market? And, and all of a sudden you have competition with Daniel Jones in his last year of his contract. Um, and by the way, Brian Dable. I uh, had one of the best quarterback development uh, uh, stories of all time, Josh Allen. Is there something you could do with Justin Fields that makes more sense? I don't know. You just start to see the different ways this can sort of develop. And, and, and it's almost a choose-your-own-adventure book, guys, where it's like, hmm. okay, right now, if he's going for the 40th pick in the draft, it's a different market. If he's going for the 70th pick and next week, materializes, it's a different group of teams.
2: So let's stay right there with the Giants. Do you feel personally like they should trade up and go get a quarterback and move from six up to one, two, or three, whatever spot it may be? Uh, please help our producer, Devin Kane, because he is a huge <laughs> Giants fan. And, and, and he's not in a good place right now, Kevin. So he, he needs you to say something really good about the Giants here. <laughs> Is there a way to
5: mute the line going into Devin's earpiece right now? Because I'm not going to help him at all. I'm not going to help him at all. So, wow. first of all, I, I, I live in Giants country. I live in Westchester, New York, and not, not too far from, from where ESPN is and all that stuff. And so I talk to Giants fans all the time. They need a lot of help. They are not a quarterback away. That's the biggest problem for me. Yeah, quarterback is the ultimate deodorant where they solve all of your problems, but there's still problems on the line. Um, there's still p- problems with skill position guys. There's still problems with that defense. I don't think you go all out, but like, you can make the case the Falcons are closer to competing. And so, okay, the Falcons go up and get Drake Mayer. They get AJ Martin. They get Justin Fields. That makes more sense to me because the Falcons would have won last year if they, if they selected a better quarterback um, or if they'd gotten Lamar Jackson, some state, obviously. But the Giants, to me, I mean, I'm seeing all different scenarios. They take another tackle and try to solve. Some of their offensive line problems, Daniel Jones, the numbers were just outrageous last year. Um, And so that's the biggest thing to me is like your infrastructure is broken. Um, people are wondering if a day ball was even going to come back this year. I don't think a quarterback solves any of the problems. Um, and I don't think unless you get in the top two, which I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think you sell the farm to try to do that, because it's just going to do what it's have done the last couple of years, just have an incomplete roster, make rash decisions around the quarterback position, Daniel Jones extension was an obvious disaster in real time. It only looks more like a disaster it develops. Um, I just, I, I don't know where the giants are from here, but I'm praying for Devin and I'm praying for lots of my neighbors.
2: Kevin, for me, Christmas just came in February. Devin Kane, make sure you <laughs> make sure you clip off everything that Kevin just mentioned so we can use it to bring segments back. N- not only did he talk oh, about the Giants, no. but he
4: gave the Falcons so much praise. Oh, yes. God, he's loving this. Kevin,
2: to. you are now my guy. My brother used to live at one city place up there in Westchester in White Plains. So we are connected, my man. We are not connected, Kevin.
5: I love that. The, the, the White Plains, uh, the, the young Knicks players – Pipeline and White mm-hmm. yep. an Extremely, uh, extremely
1: great group, as I remember. Wow. Kevin Clark, the Giants' dream killer that he is, also the host of the this Football Cup podcast with Mar productions on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So now that you crushed Devin's dreams and you made Harry Dust feel a lot better, make Bears fans feel better. What are they going to do? What did you think they should do with the first overall pick in April?
5: Yeah, it's the easiest selection. In years um, since Trevor Lawrence went, went first overall, uh, it's Caleb Williams, and you don't look back. I, I think that you know what's funny to me, guys, is everybody keeps saying you have to go all in, you have to have a quarterback, and all that this stuff. I think the lesson of last year, and I don't mean to be reductive, is that you have to have, have actually have to have Patrick Mahomes. Like you literally, Mahomes solved every team building problem you ever had. Uh, they, you know, MVS is scoring uh, walk-offs. Rasheed Rice <laughs> is becoming a player. Travis Kelsey wasn't healthy for most of the year. He he becomes really good at the end there. Um, and the only way for you to match that is to get a Patrick Mahomes type. I'm not comparing, and I think it's reductive to compare Caleb Williams to Patrick Mahomes. I think that there's a bunch of other quarterbacks who are better comps. Right. Um, I, I, do, I but but he has the ceiling of a guy who can get you to that. Uh, to that kind of range and, as a team. And that's what you need now to compete. There are, and I, I all the time, but how many things have to go right for a team to be good if you have a good quarterback? 150 little things. You have to have a standout defense. You have to have great skill guys. You have to have a quarterback and process, get rid of the bucket, all of those things. Or you can have an elite quarterback. There's only four or five of those in this league that solve every That's the ultimate one who wins the Super Bowl every year. And so you have those guys. Unfortunately for me, Fields is not that guy right now. Um, and so I just don't think that there is uh, – I just think it's the easiest selection in, in the world. Don't it. Take Caleb Williams and, and start the build.
2: Kevin, I'm going to read some names off to you. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift, Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, Gus Edwards, Zach Moss. All of these guys are running backs and also free agents. Will the running back position continue to struggle to find lucrative contracts?
5: Well, I mean, they might get a little more cash. Um, But I don't – let me turn that around. Is there anybody on that list that tangible for 2024? Because somebody was asking me the other day, if the Texans sign Saquon, does that raise their seal? Saquon's a nice piece, but there's a bunch of other – I mean, they, they need a linebacker in Houston. They need some of the par- pieces on defense. Um, so that, to me, is where you start. And you get to the running back position if there's money, if there's, there, there's a fit there. So I just don't – it's going to take – you know, a Christian McCaffrey type um, where it, it, it the King needs to be a running back like that for that kind of thing to work. I just don't see a fit right now between player and team where this makes so much sense. We have to give this guy $40 million. I just don't see that. Now, he may have fit to the Giants because of the way that, he commanded respect in that locker room and my pin was on my show a couple of, of months ago, guys. He would have paid Saquon before Daniel Jones just because it was a statement to the locker room that we're going to take care of our guys. I understand that. But the value to the Giants is not the value to the Texans. It's not the value to the Chargers. So it's a completely different situation. I just don't see any running back getting massive money.
1: Hey, Kevin, great, great stuff. Although I'm sure Giants fans are probably throwing darts at your picture right now. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you soon. And thanks a lot, my man.
5: I mean, I, I live among them. I, I'm going to lock my
1: doors. You, I, you better. After this hit. Yeah, you might need security. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin Clark, the host of This is Football Podcast with Omaha Productions. Great follow on Twitter at ByKevinClark joining us here in Freddie and Harry. By the way, real quick, the NFL's informed teams of the franchise tag numbers for 2024. Franchise tag number for the quarterback, $38.8 million. For oh. the, yeah, I know, exactly. For the running back, $11.9 million. Wide receiver, $21.8 million. Tight end, $12.6 million. Offensive lineman, $20.9 million. Defensive end, $21.3 million. Defensive tackle, $22.1 million. Linebacker, $24 million. Cornerback, $19.8 million. And safety, $17.1 million. That's going to Albert Breer from MMQB saying, The NFL's informed teams, these are the franchise tax numbers each position for 2024
2: yeah that's all good and dandy but uh what Kevin mentioned about where the Giants are as an organization and the Falcons are as an organization man Kevin you you you're the man
1: how much you pay him for that I I was wondering the same thing because I don't think he came along to share that information without some financial gain for Kevin
2: that was my first time ever talking to Kevin. Liar. That was my very first time ever talking to Mr. I Kevin you, Clark. I bet
1: you have his Venmo account. I bet you do. I was going to say, do. you sent a DM before the- I bet, you, the, you, I yeah, bet you, you got, got a cash
2: app. Venmo, what is Venmo and cash app? Stop, what is that?
1: Stop. Now, now, See, now you're just insulting us now. Now you're just trolling us. What is that? Look at it. You try to hide the smile. You know exactly Harry, what it is. Harry only does, Harry only does wire transfers. <laughs> exactly. I want this to go to Cayman Islands, the number is 65K. <laughs> anyway. The <he's>, Wolf. <laughs> stop. Uh-roo. He's Harry Douglas of Freddie Coleman. I'm staying away from that Wolf. Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. And in the NBA, because what happened to Kevin Durant at the Phoenix Suns last night before the game versus the Dallas Mavericks, I would love for players to do this. To those kind of fans, we'll explain that situation and clue you in on that next. If you keep it here on ESPN Radio, this is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. One of my favorite Seinfeld episodes is when Jerry is playing a club and he gets heckled by somebody in the audience. And then he goes to their job, and he does the same thing to them. If only we could have athletes do that in situations like this, involving Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns. Now, right before he's taking the court, he's running out to the court, and somebody made him make an immediate U-turn. He overheard a female fan call him the B-word. Female fan, call him the B-word. He turned around and had a conversation with a woman, and her husband, both wearing Dallas Mavericks gear. Durant said, and I quote, my thing was like, even though you call me a B as I'm running out with my back turn, people usually do that, call me coward, B with my back turn, and it wasn't too many people around. I know you don't mean that, and I'm not going to get you kicked out because you paid your money for these tickets. You had a couple of drinks, and I understand how people get. But there are better ways to try to get my attention and talk to me other than to call me the B word out about call me the B word out my name because you're protected in these arenas. End quote. It would have been fantastic if Kevin Durant could have. Found, and by the way, the woman tried to ask him to give him a high five, give her a high five. That was the, the same thing part to me. And then the other guy who was next to said, oh, well, I, I do a sports podcast. And who gives a you know what? Nope. It would have been great if Kevin Durant could have found out where that woman works at or that man works at. And as they're going into the office, they just start yelling expletives in their direction to see how they would handle
2: that. I just think that's that's what we got to get better when it comes to the fan side of things and, and these athletes that we go and actually watch. And I say we because now I'm a fan. I go and watch games. But mm-hmm. uh, if you wouldn't call somebody something to his face mm-hmm. when you're out on the streets mm-hmm. and he's standing beside you yeah. or she is standing beside you, mm-hmm. why would you think it's okay to do it? because mm-hmm. you're at a basketball game mm-hmm. and you're in the stands and he's on the basketball court.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
2: It's, it's, it's never okay, yeah. right? And I, and, and I get some people may say, well, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. No. What we find out, because now we have this thing, therapy at the forefront of a lot of stuff. Right. Like, wor- words do hurt.
1: Yeah. Well, not for nothing, the, the the moron that came up with that, if you threw that back at that moron, they, they would curl into the position, the fetal position in the corner. A lot of people say stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, so if it happens to you, we well, got to be a bigger person. No, you should be a bigger person than that. He shouldn't have to be a bigger person because somebody threw that at him. And then he goes over there. He didn't try to start a fight. He just went like, aren't you an adult? What's wrong with you? Then she tried to ask for a high five like that was going to solve the whole deal. One of the worst instances of that I'll never forget. We used to do when we had the NASCAR contract at ESPN. And every year they would send ESPN employees, either on-camera people, people on radio, what they call NASCAR integration. You got to see how the cars are built, going behind the scenes with the race teams. It was really, really cool being a part of that. And you would go to where they have the Concord in Concord, North Carolina, where they had the Charlotte Motor Speedway. So I got assigned to Danica Patrick's team. She could not have been more gracious talking about the car, talking about this, being a pioneer. See, I don't regard myself as a pioneer. I'm just glad I get a chance to do something that I've always wanted to do when many people told me that I couldn't do it. Harry, we're walking to her car as she's getting ready to part of the driver's lineup, Mm -hmm. and you should have heard the stuff that people were calling her for whatever reason that was. There was even one woman that called her a female anatomy word, and I looked at her, and she is there with her grandchild, and she looked at me like... I was the problem. And I looked at her and said, boy, you got someone who is part of your gender doing something like this. If you don't like her as a race car driver, if you don't think she should be out there, fine, whatever. But what kind of example are you setting? And I go to Danica and I said, I said, how do you handle that? She goes, oh, I've heard worse than that. I said, you've heard worse than that? She goes, I can't tell you the kind of things that people have said towards me. And people say, well, ignore it easy for you to say when you're in the outside looking in, not in the inside looking out.
2: But it's also the entitlement that people hold when they buy these tickets mm-hmm. to go watch sports, right? They feel like because they spent their money, yeah. they can say any and everything and do any and everything and it won't be repercussions behind it. It's just mm-hmm. no, no difference from social media when people Absolutely. you know build up the courage to talk tough on social media, but in person they wouldn't bust a grape. <laughs>
1: I have never heard that term before. Kind of the same thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it would have been great if Kevin Durant could have said, where does she work? I'm going to get a bunch of my teammates. She's going to have her cup of coffee. She's going to maybe have her egg roll. And she walks in there, and all of a sudden, like, hey, look at that blankety-blank over there. And, and I would have loved to see, what are you doing? The same thing you did because you thought you had a right to do something like that. She probably didn't think he was going to hear it or that he wasn't going to do anything about it. And then the way he approached it. Where he knows he would look bad if he responded in kind.
2: So, check this out. Like, uh-huh. my, I grew up a Florida fan. My dad used to take me to Georgia Florida games all the time growing up, me and my brother and my sister. And Quincy Carter was a quarterback. By the way, I just mm-hmm. seen Quincy Carter two weeks ago. Good Looks dude. phenomenal. He's doing great. Looks like he's with still playing family. the NFL. Yep. And he didn't have a good game. Right, And it kind of scarred me because some of the things that I was hearing in the stands wow. from fans, wow. it, it kind of scarred me in a few areas because of the things that they were saying about a black quarterback at the University of Georgia playing and not playing well. Yeah, So you can only put two and two together about some of the things that I, yeah. That I heard.
1: Yeah, two and two equals that four that you don't want that number. NBA action on Sunday. The Phoenix, excuse me, the Philadelphia 76 is holding the Milwaukee Bucks. Presented by N.D. Coverage begins at 1230 Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We get bold when it comes to the NBA. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from three to seven Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.